Metal Maniacs, and welcome back to Debating Metal. I am your host, Kenneth Dean, along with my co-host, Chris Kay. And this week, we're going to the land of Birmingham, England, and the defenders of heavy metal as we bring you Judas Priest's greatest hits. Kenneth and I are going to pick 20 of our favorite Judas Priest songs. With such an eclectic catalog, with their evolution from psychedelic rockers to metal gods, we thought 15 just wasn't going to cut it. We're going to go head-to-head to determine which of these songs make the cut. Then we'll arrange them in concert set list order to make the ultimate Judas Priest greatest hits. Last week, our episode Kicked Out was about musicians who got kicked out of their bands and who went on to have successful music careers and who did not. Download that or any episode you want from your favorite podcast platform and click subscribe to get our latest episode every time it comes out. So this week, it's Judas Priest's Greatest Hits. Now, I know you're a big fan of Priest. I'm a big fan of Priest, so this should be a pretty fun episode to do. Yeah, I mean, I think we have a little bit different taste in what defines Priest for us, but there's, I think there's enough to go around, so we'll figure it out. There's enough Priest to go around. All right, do you want to go over your list first, or do you want me to do my list first? Um, why don't you go first this week? All right, so I'm going first. All right, so in it's in no particular order, but it usually ends up being chronological just because that's the way we write them down. All right, so my first song, my number one on my list here is going to be Victim of Changes off of Sad Wings of Destiny, followed up by The Ripper, also off of Sad Wings. And then we have Starbreaker, which is coming off of the Sin After Sin album. And then Beyond the Realms of Death, which comes off a stained class. And then uh, the American title track, Hellbent for Leather. And then off of British Steel, we'll have Breaking the Law and Living After Midnight. And then off of Point of Entry, we'll have Heading Out to the Highway and Desert Plains. And then off of Screaming for Vengeance, we have... uh, This is... Two for one, basically, because these two songs always have to be played together. So it's The Helion and Electric Eye. That actually counts as one song. And then uh, the other song I got is going to be You Got Another Thing Coming. Um, then off of Defenders of the Faith, we have Free Wheel Burning and The Sentinel. Off of Turbo, I have Locked In. Off of Ram It Down, I have Ram It Down. And off of Painkiller, I have Painkiller and A Touch of Evil. And then uh, skip a couple, I think, or, or no, no, not skip one. No, actually, yeah, skip one. And then off of uh, Demolition, uh, the one song that I'm putting on here representing the, representing the Ripper era is Bloodsuckers. And then we're going to jump all the way to Redeemer of Souls. And that album, I'm picking Dragonaut. And then Firepower, the title track from the album Firepower. So that's my 20 songs. Wow, we don't have a lot of crossover at all. Mm, Good or bad, let's see how that goes. (laughs) All right, so in the same vein, my list is um, chronological. Uh, So starting off with Sad Wings of Destiny. Yeah, I don't have anything off of Rockarola. It's the Ripper off of the British title of the album, Killing Machine or the American album uh, Hellbent for Leather is the track Hellbent for Leather. Off of British Steel, I have Breaking the Law and Metal Gods. 
Off of Point of Entry, I have Desert Plains. Off of Screaming for Vengeance, I have Riding on the Wind and Screaming for Vengeance. Off of Defenders of the Faith, I have Free Will Burning and the Sentinel. Off of Turbo, I have Turbo Lover. Off of Ram It Down, I have Blood Red Skies. Off of Painkiller, I have Painkiller and One Shot at Glory. Off of uh, Jugulator, I have Burn in Hell. From Demolition, I have Metal Messiah. From Angel of Retribution, I have Judas's Rising and Demonizer. From Nostradamus, I have Pestilence and Plague. Uh, from Re Redeemer of Souls, I have Redeemer of Souls. And Firepower, Firepower. Wow. I definitely thought it was going to be a little different, but that was drastically different. <laughs> drastically different. I was not expecting some of these songs, but then again, some other ones that we, we matched up on, I wasn't expecting either, so I was real surprised about that. So we matched up on, what you say, eight songs, I think? Eight songs. So we have 12 that we need to All right, so come to an agreement on. We matched up on The Ripper. We matched up on Hellbent for Leather. We matched up on Breaking the Law. Desert Plains. That was a surprise. We matched up on Freewheel Burning and The Sentinel. We matched. I up was surprised on that one because I thought you felt differently about The Sentinel a while back. No, I, I like The Sentinel. Um, I and then we matched up on Painkiller. I The Sentinel is always when I first I, I you maybe you mistook what I said a long time ago about it. I at, when I first heard that song, it did nothing for me. But over time, as, as someone else that was a, a friend of mine. He he talked about how cool and how good the song was, and then I, I listened to it more and more, and I'm like, you know what, this is a pretty good song. Gotcha. Uh, and then, firepower. All right, so this is how it's going to work. Uh, for those of you who haven't listened to any of our greatest episodes before, um, we are going to go uh, first round. We're going to pick a song each that we want to keep. Second round, we're going to pick a song that we're uh, okay with dropping. In the third round, we're going to pick a song off the other person's list that we're going to keep. Fourth round, we're going to uh, drop a song from the other person's list. Um, and then we'll repeat that until we get to the last couple of spaces. And then basically it's a, a fist fight to the death. <laughs> yes, one shall stand and one shall fall. One shall fall. The mighty shall rise. All right, so the first song I'm going to go ahead and pick to keep for me is going to be Beyond the Realms of Death. Okay. I, uh, I really like that song. Um, it, there's, there's, there's a lot of meaning to that song. Obviously, there's a lot of meaning to Rob about that song. So um, that's uh, definitely a cool song that I want to keep on there. Fair enough. Um, so for me, I'm going to pick one that uh, you're not going to like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pick Burning Hell from Jugulator. Um, so we could have easily excluded the, the Ripper years from this, this list, but um, I don't think that's fair to Judas Priest as a band. Um, you know... Um, Glenn wrote pretty much all that music during that time 
and I think he's just such a big impact on the band as a whole. If you look at like Rockarola, he really didn't have much of an influence, and some of the songs he wrote for Rockarola ended up being on Sad Wings, and you can tell there's such a shift when he joined the band. Oh, absolutely. So their evolution even during that period, I think is important to include. And I, I love the song burn in hell. It's just so good. Um, you know, we, we have differing opinions on the, the Ripper years, uh, which I think you've kind of come to more appreciate, you know, in the last couple of years too. Um, I, I appreciate the albums. I mean, I, I, I never held anything against them. I never really gave them a full chance. I guess you could say sort of like, how that's I, fair enough. I yeah. never gave a chance to the, to the two blaze albums from iron maiden, but mm-hmm. they, you know, when going back and listening to them, I remember I heard, a, you know, the first single off of this one and the first single off of that one, blah, blah, blah. But for you know, Iron Maiden pushed those albums. Judas Priest literally dropped these albums, and that was it. It was like a, they just dropped them, and here they they exist. There was not a lot of push. A lot of that had to do with the the record companies they the were record on. Record company, yeah. You know, so it's uh it's always give and take. You know, from the record companies and the band, and the band can only do so much if if the record company is not going to promote it. Hey, we can tell that from Anthrax. You know, uh, so. yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, that, like I think that's uh, that also kind of says something about the the list that we picked too, because it, it there's a factor of like when did you become a Judas Priest fan? Because they've had such a long career, you know. Obviously, I came in at a different point than you did, so my my knowledge mostly came from the newer stuff, and then I had to go back and listen to the you know pre Unleashed in the East stuff. And that always never took as much of a, a precedent, you know. So. Yeah, it's it's it, it's diff. I mean, even for me now, it's it's still difficult to listen to those albums. And when you know that Priest is so different now, yeah. So it it's hard to go back and say, oh yeah, let me listen to it. like I I I listened to uh, Sad Wings of Destiny today, and there's still parts of it that I'm like, Ugh. but you listen to <laughs> yeah. it and you say that was the 70s. That's the way music came out back then. You know, there's very few albums that from from front to back you can you can say that the music was consistent in the style that they played. And Judas Priest was definitely not consistent in the in the song in the songwriting. You know, you have one hard song like Victim of Changes or The Ripper, and then you have, you know, Dreamer Deceiver, and you have, uh, you know, all the, the the slow songs. It's just kind of weird, you know? Yeah. But that was the way. There was a lot of, it was very eclectic back then, and that's fine. That works for me, you know? So, anyhow, that brings us to me dropping a song off your list. Off of your list. Oh, no, that's right. I bring me dropping a song off of my list. That's right. Correct. Um, all right. So, that's hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm looking at my list and like, there's just no way I can drop a song. But I'm going to go ahead and do it, and I'm going to drop Ram It Down. I, All right. The song is a good song, um, but I, I think I think what happened with that was that they were just trying to force it to be a certain way. Then at the same time, they threw in that bridge, 
and it's like that it turned the song into a whole nother song and, and it really to me ruined the song overall so I, I i can drop that one fair enough i mean i like ram it down a lot i think the album is pretty weak as a whole but obviously i picked another song off of ram it down um so there is some good stuff off of it the the weak part is definitely the drums um they're programmed from what we understand uh dave holland didn't even really play um in some capacity that's almost better than dave holland and i no offense to him but i felt like by this period he was he was not meshing with the band and obviously they felt the same so it's a it's that's a tough one i mean i think that's a good discussion for some time later um yeah but to nick's one off of my list again that's pretty tough it was tough condensing these down to to 20 and we had originally agreed to 15 and i i did that and it was (laughs) that was tough um but let's see i'm gonna nix you'll be happy about this I'm going to nix Pestilence and Plague off of Nostradamus. <laughs> if you didn't, I was. <laughs> I, yeah, I had a feeling. So <laughs> I think it's a great song. I think there's a few really, really great songs off of that album. And if you enjoy concept albums, it is a lot of fun. If you don't enjoy concept albums, you're probably not going to like it. Um, it's It's something completely different. And... You know, I, I was fine with that. I, I actually enjoyed the album when it came out, but it's not for everybody. And it really is kind of odd to kind of take singles out of the album because it's really written as one piece. It's written as one opera almost. So I yeah, get but it. Even every, every, uh, every concept album, every rock opera, even Tommy had songs you could pick out of it and say okay that's a good song and and make a single out of it um so this was different though than tommy i mean tom tommy was still you know a 70s psychedelic kind of thing this was more trying to appeal of to the senses sensibilities of almost like italian uh like opera like it it's it's not for everybody it's really no, not. No, it's not. And I, I, like I said, I get the fact that they try to make it as to big one big long thing. But individually, every song is 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 individual song that are meant to link together. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Operation Mindcrime from from Queensrÿche is all linked together, but it's still you can still pick a song out here and there. The Wall from Pink Floyd was supposed to be one, you know, big long movie, which it was. You know, in that regards, but you yeah, can still there's the, the, again, those don't really have transition pieces from songs to song and stuff like that. They're not written in the operatic format, so I get I get what you're saying, but at the same time, it is still different than those. Oh yeah, absolutely. All right, so now um, I get to pick a song from your list that I'm going to keep. Yes, and hmm. Because any song that I pick off of your list and keep is going to basically add a song from that album in some cases. Well, except actually it, not from 
not from uh, Screaming for Vengeance. We have four different songs from Screaming for Vengeance. Yep. Screaming for Vengeance, Demolition, Angel of Retribution, and Redeemer of Souls. We don't have anything on the board yet. Well, we don't have anything on the board from Turbo or Ram It Down either. <laughs> it's, it's a tough one. Um, we both have Desert Plains that are representing uh, Point of Entry. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just because I don't have anything off my list from this album, um, I'm going to go ahead and pick Judas is Rising from right. from Angel of Retribution. All right. I'm, I'm a little surprised, but I'm happy with it. I'm a big fan of that album. I, I know you are. And it was tough for me because I, I had two songs, but I was chopping songs off. I mean, my list started at 38 songs, <laughs> you know? And, you know, after dinner, I'm like, I still got 38 songs. And I had to knock off 18 songs in, in a short little while. So there you have it. That's tough. That's that's how good Judas Priest is. So Yeah. All right. Uh, if I'm going to pick one from yours to keep. Hmm. <laughs> that's a tough one. That's a tough <laughs> one. Um, you know what? I'm going to go kind of a surprise too. I'm going to, I'm going to pick locked in from turbo. You are. Yeah. So locked in turbo is kind of like, I get it at the time, the hate that the album got because it was so drastically different. You, you know, you're following up <laughs> screaming for vengeance and defenders of the faith with turbo. And in the grand scheme of things, it's not a very good album. It has a few good songs on it that are a lot of fun. Um, and it, but it, 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 it's like a hindsight thing, you know. Like you can have fun with it now. You can enjoy it because you know where you know where Priest went afterward. But at the time, I imagine it scared the crap out of people. The, the <laughs> uh, having lived through it. <laughs> The problem that I saw with that, it was it's definitely an album of the 80s. Mm-hmm. It was an album of the times. And and that is where you start to you, you start to fall into dangerous territory. As you know, and you and I have discussed a bunch of times, thrash metal got hit hard in the 90s because that wasn't the music of the 90s. But if they would have stayed true to themselves they would have survived probably a little bit better but when mm-hmm. you're when you're making a particular type of music and you consciously go away from the style that you know how to write and you go into a field that's not your expertise you may be able to fake it till you make it but the problem is you don't have too much time to make it and if you fake it and it it looks fake feels fake sounds fake you've lost and the problem with Priest in this particular album is that they were trying to make an album that was overproduced like all the other 80s albums, okay? And then on top of that, make it a little bit more radio-friendly because, you know, they had gotten MTV-friendly. And, you know, between radio-friendly, overproduced, and now, you, you know, you're throwing in all these extra hooks, it just was a rep- recipe for disaster, and that's what ended up happening. So 
for two albums, really. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, so now it's time for me to pick a song off your list that I'm going to drop like a Hot Pocket. <laughs> All right. All right, so you picked Burning Hell, and um, I have on my list Bloodsuckers, but we it's not a, a chosen song yet. So I... Um, I'm looking around that area, but, um, well, here's, here, I'm going to do this. I'm going to counter your, your pick. You picked in locked in. So that gives us one song off of turbo. I'm going to drop turbo lover. Fair enough. Cause I don't, I don't think we could have two songs off of turbo and just like one song off of another particular album. That's a lot better. <laughs> I mean, I think locked in is probably a better song. I just kind of like, it's like a guilty pleasure. You know, Turbo Lover is just one of those songs that, like, I don't even think I really like it that much. It's just, <laughs> it's just, you know, it, 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 it's it, catchy. It kind of grabs you. It's got yeah. a good hook to it. Yeah. You know, it's one of those songs that's got a good hook, but that just everything surrounding it just kind of like, eh, you just wish it was a little heavier. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So now it's your turn to pick one off of my list you want to can. Oof. This is dangerous territory. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. So I got to pick this one because I legitimately have never really liked this song. You're going to hate me for this, but I'm going to, oh, I'm going to can. What, <laughs> you I know what's a, coming. I'm going to can. You got another thing coming. Oh, you're killing me. <laughs> Open your eyes, Alter Bridge. Open your eyes. <laughs> Okay. We already got Breaking the Law. I mean, they're basically the same song. What? (laughs) Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. You just want to shoot straight for the heart. There you go. (laughs) All right. Well, to counter you again, so now it's the time for me to pick a song off of my list I want to keep. I'm going to go ahead and keep Electric Eye, the Helion. Electric right. Eye. So we need to keep something from my list from, from Screaming for Vengeance. <laughs> I love Helion Electric Eye. It was on my long list that I had to, to cut down. So um, I, I think it's a great choice, honestly. Um, I'm actually going to pick something from Screaming for Vengeance as well. I'm going to pick Riding on the Wind. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I, I was hoping if, if we're going to have to keep one of those two songs on your list, it would have to be Riding. Gotcha. I like, you I like prefer that, that one? Yeah. yeah, I prefer that over Screaming for Vengeance. Although I love the song Screaming for Vengeance. I do too. I think it's an awesome song. Um, I mean, it's not technically off the list yet, so it still could make it on, but um, we'll see. All righty. So now it's time for me to drop a song off of my list. It gets tougher and tougher. Oh, it's getting harder and <laughs> harder. But I think in in this particular case for me, we already have Breaking the Law. And I think I can live without living after midnight. <laughs> okay. In this particular case. Um because that is, you know, at that time it was it was a big hit. It was their most accessible song. I guess you want to put it that way, uh, crossing over. And I I personally prefer Breaking the Law more than uh, Living After Midnight. So. I think Breaking the Law has 
a deeper meaning to it, obviously, because of, of what it was addressing in the, the political climate in England at the time. You know, young men being out of work and, and not being able to feel like they fit in somewhere in society. And, and I, you know, that's relevant to, to anybody that listens to the song, um, you know, throughout history. So I think it has a, it has a, like a very stronger meaning than some of the others. Um, and living after midnight. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a fun song. It's catchy, but I don't think it, it means as much. And it's, you know, for me, Judas Priest, I always got to like, what, what's heavier to some degree. Right. So, um, okay. So I'm, I'm nixing one from my list, correct? You are nixing one from your list. Yes. All right. Oof. That's tough. Let's see. Um, I'm only man. I love this song, but I'm I'm gonna drop it because we already have Painkiller, and this is kind of the sequel song to Painkiller. Um, if you actually listen to the lyrics, he brings up a lot of stuff from Painkiller. Um, Demonizer off of Angel of Retribution. Since you already picked Judas is Rising, and we already have a song that's very similar in vain. Um, man, I hate to do it, but I. I think that's probably the best one to drop. Alrighty then. All right. So now I get to keep a song from your list. Yes. And again, now we're shrinking it down. So we got 12 songs and we have six six spots. spots. All right. So I need to keep a song from your list. Ooh, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. Um, because one song that's on your list that I wouldn't mind keeping might knock a song off my list that I would prefer. Oh, the good news is none of these are really bad songs. No, no, no. None of these are really bad songs. I just you know, didn't want to double up on certain albums. Certain albums are better than others. I mean, yeah, that there's is a true. reason we, we picked so many songs from Screaming for Vengeance. It's a great <laughs> album. Oh, yeah. All right. I'm going to have to pick Redeemer of Souls All to right. keep from your, uh, from your list. Because I want to keep something off of Redeemer, and it's going to be hard to put Dragonaut on there. There's still a chance. Your list is, is heavy in one area. <laughs> That I'm not fond of. <laughs> well, it's not that I'm not fond of it. It's just. Uh, what do you mean? Well, like for instance, you got um, you have Blood Red Skies, uh huh, um, which is off the Ram It Down album, which is a weak album. Um, you got Metal Messiah, which you know is off of Demolition, um, which I'm. So I, so you're I, I saying prefer. modern day Priest is weak. Is what you're saying? No, actually, the not the modern day. That middle day, that '90s, mm. late '80s priest <laughs> was gotcha. weak, except for Painkiller. You know that was a strong album. All right, so you have a song to pick off of my list. You want to keep? All right, let's see. Well, you can't go wrong with Painkiller. So I could I could pick a touch of evil. We don't have anything. I mean, we have sad wings. 
represented with uh, The Ripper. But Victim of Changes is a great song. Mm, I'm not a, I've never been a big fan of heading out to the highway, although the video is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good old Rob. Yeah. It, you, if you haven't seen the video for, for heading out to the highway and you're listening to this, check it out. It is entertaining, to say the least. Um, it's right up there with hot rocking <laughs> <laughs> and all that maleness in in the uh, in the uh, workout room. There, it's very masculine. Yes, <laughs> almost toxic masculine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> toxic masculinity. Um, let's see. Um, I'm you know I'm think I'm gonna go with a touch of evil. Um, you know, it's a little bit slower paced song, something good to kind of break up the pacing because there, there is, you know, there's a good mix, but there's a lot of fast stuff on here too. So, yeah. All right. The, the, the one I'm lamenting that I still didn't include on my list was jawbreaker. Yeah, I had, did I have that originally on my list? No, I didn't. Um, I, I, I like a lot of songs off of defender and Mm -hmm. I, I left a bunch off. Uh, because of that. All right. Now it's a song off of your list I'm going to drop. Um, so that being the case. Just pick the one you like the least. I mean, that's that's the, that's well, the way we should got, look at this. We've, we've already got two songs off of Painkiller, so we're gonna, we have to drop one shot of glory. There's just no ifs, ands, or buts about it at this point. So I'm going to drop that one. We've okay. got painkiller and we've got touch of evil. So, one shot of glory. You shot your wad. <laughs> See, I, I I love that song because it's it's such a great album closer. Um, but yeah, I understand. I mean, it's it's one of those things. Um, let's see. So I have to pick one from yours to drop. Yes. <sighs> let's see. So you got Dragonaut. Bloodsuckers, heading out to the highway, Starbreaker, and victim of changes. Man, I'll, I'm gonna drop heading out to the highway. Uh, I think we've got a few other songs that kind of represent that pacing and style, and um, it's never been a huge favorite of mine. So yeah, as long as we had Desert Plains, because that's my I think favorite it's a far superior song. song. Yeah, yeah, that's my favorite pre-song. I can, I you know. I can see that because it it is such a good track. I remember listening to Point of Entry and just being utterly disappointed by it. But that particular track I thought was just great. Okay, so we have four spots for eight songs now. And it is time for me to pick a song from my list I want to keep. So I'm going to pick Bloodsuckers off of Demolition. I really like that song. I mean that's one of the the few super standout songs to me that are that's on that album. And see, you actually, I think you prefer Demolition to Jugulator, and I was obviously the opposite. Yes, Demolition, Demolition to Jugulator. Demolition was one I didn't, I couldn't ever find until a little bit later. So I had a hard, like I had Jugulator for far longer than I had Demolition. Um, not just based on the fact that it came out first, but I had a hard time finding the album. So, um, yeah, 
it was just one that I didn't get into until later. But I do like it, and that is a good track. Um, hmm. So I'm going to keep one of mine, right? You're going to keep one of yours. Um, I think Metal Gods, I think it's a really, like, in the context of a concert, too, I think that's a really good track to have. Um, and it's probably my favorite off of that album. So I'm going to pick that one. All right. You know, I, I, I was going to pick Metal Gods to be on my list, um, but I, in reality, that song, um, it's a good, I mean, it's a good song. I mean, the whole album's good, you know, and I actually think I like other songs better. Like, I like, I think I would like Rapid Fire better than Metal Gods. Um, Too but, bad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but neither one of us picked Rapid Fire, so... Um, okay, so now it's a song I want to drop off my list, All right? So I'm going to drop, I'm going to make this easy, and I'm going to drop Starbreaker. In some ways, I thought, you know, maybe we should split this up into two and do, like, the older albums and the newer albums. And I was thinking, you know what? I don't know if I could do 15 songs off of those albums older albums and feel really good about it either and then i also thought you know like it's this band it's like in a lot of ways i think it's better to just represent the whole catalog so i like the way we're doing because you know we just went through motorhead uh a, a month ago and we split that into two shows 30 songs when yeah. you think about it um, now, mind you, they have a shitload of albums. <laughs> so they do. And the that, reason that we did it also was to get people to listen to the newer stuff. You know, hopefully, yes. hopefully people are listening and, and going, you know, let's, let's check out these, you know, these tracks. So uh, it, that one was, that was kind of a special circumstance because I did feel very strongly about giving modern, um, Motorhead a chance. Where yeah. I think a lot of Judas Priest songs, I mean Judas Priest fans, know all these songs. Yeah, and the problem and the problem with this is like, where do you? What's the cutoff? Because Judas Priest, like, if you want to call it Reunion Priest, compared to like Reunion Maiden, they only mm-hmm. got four albums. Yeah, and one of them is the is Nostradamus. It's like oof, you know. <laughs> so at that point, it's like, well, what are we gonna do? Well, I was almost considering it like po- pre and post. Unleashed in the East. So that is that's a valid question. You're you're considering the cutoff at a completely different place than I was. No, so. no, no. I'm 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 just. Well, yeah, because it wouldn't like I wouldn't want to include demolition and jugulator with early priest. That would that would I would put that with. Um, I guess if you want to put modern priests, I would put that with more yeah. with modern priests. But I'm just uh, when the comment I was making was, you know, when you compare Reunion Maiden to Reunion Priest, mm-hmm. because there's still those two Blaze albums which have some decent songs on them. It just oh, the rest of the albums is is the the problem. Um, you know, it, it was you know four albums compared to in Iron Maiden loves to take time in between albums. They still consistently put out more music. Yeah. Um, than 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 uh, Priest has, 
But um, the the cutoff for older priests is, is difficult to pick because it's like, or do you do you do it before Unleashed in the East, or do you include British Steel with that? Because British Steel, as much as it's a it was a define a career defining moment for priests, it's not quote unquote super heavy uh, to compare to say Screaming for Vengeance. To no, me, but the instrumentation did change significantly between. Um, uh, what was the album right before it? Um, Hellbent for Leather. Hellbent for Leather and British Steel. So in that way, I do feel like it's probably, at least in my opinion, Breaking the Law. I'm breaking the law. British Steel is the beginning of what I would consider modern priest, but it's all subjective. Right. And we're not doing it anyway, so. Yeah. Ha. Okay, so where are we at now? Now we're, um, I just, uh, what did I do? I just dropped Starbreaker, right? So now you picked a song, you dropped, did you drop a song? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see, what was the last thing that we did? Uh, I mean, I, I feel like this is kind of obvious. I'm going to drop Metal Messiah. Um, I don't think Demolition is worthy of having two tracks on a um, greatest hits for Judas Priest. Um, I don't think there's a better way to say that. Uh, the the two the two songs that I have available, I mean, I think Metal Messiah and and Blood Red Skies probably pretty close to the same level. Um, but I don't know. Uh, let, let's just move on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that puts us in a precarious situation now. Um, here, here's the thing. We have two spots left. We have four songs left, but now it's time for me to pick a song to keep off of your list and for you to keep, pick a song off of my list to keep. So that, which will automatically drop a song. So we're picking the last two songs for our list that we're going to keep. So one automatically gets dropped. The other one stays. So now I have to pick between Screaming for Vengeance and Blood Red Skies, and you have to pick Victim of Changes and Dragonaut. So in my particular case, for what you have to pick for me, I'm going to be happy one way or the other. <laughs> um, for you, um, I don't know. I, mean, I don't know I'm how you're happy either way, too. You're not, or you are? No, I am. I, okay. I, I think both are good songs. Um, they bring something different to the table, for sure. Um, but I, I, I'd be happy with either choice, honestly. Okay, so we already have two songs off of Screaming for Vengeance, and we have no songs off of Ram It Down. Um, so, to me, that says we need to pick a song from Ram It Down, so that's what I'm going to go ahead and do. I'm going to pick Blood Red Skies, and that drops Screaming for Vengeance. All right. So we've got Dragonaut and Victim of Changes as the last two. Oof. I feel like if I don't pick Victim of Changes, some some people are going to be mad. <laughs> but... I am more of a fan of Modern Priest. You are. The thing is, 
you know, I'm thinking there's two two sides to this too. This is our, in a way, our dream concert, right? Right. So we're we're considering this in a concert format. In my mind, I always think of it as the band is playing a concert. So, you know, these are just the studio tracks, obviously. So there's there's that aspect. But if this were a concert, we would hear Priest playing "Victim of Changes." in their modern distortion, modern style. That's enticing to me more than hearing it, the studio version, right? <laughs> the studio version is not bad though. No, either. it's not bad, but I, I still like their modern distortion better. Oh yeah. So the other aspect is we have dragon out, which is just a killer track. This is a tough one. And we have we have a track off of both of these albums, so it's not like we're leaving something off either. Let me think, let me think. Um I think I'm gonna <laughs> This is tough. This one's a tough one. Like I said, either way, I'm happy because uh, I, I I really thoroughly enjoyed both these songs. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I know it's a tough decision. I think to encompass the career to a greater degree, because while the Ripper does represent uh, early priest in a way, we don't have something. So victim of changes was written even before Rob was part of the band. A part of, of a part of victim was, yeah. Yes. So there's some sense of the 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 genetic code of Judas Priest in that song. You know, like what where where it started. So I think I'm gonna pick that because uh, of its significance and uh you know it does bring a different element to the the total catalog there so that's what we're going with that's the final track that's your final answer all right victim of changes makes the list but dragonaut doesn't that is um that's a surprise. I thought you when you were talking about oh you know you like modern priests. I, I thought you were going to go with Dragonaut, but I'm this is This was a tough one. This is probably the hardest of of all of them that we've done. I think so. Um, I mean we 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 stretched Anthrax to twenty because of the John the John Bush era. Um, but I don't think that was that hard. Uh, Motorhead I think was hard because we had to actually find these 15 songs in the modern motorhead um but yeah i think this one was the most difficult as far as coming up with a a, a final 20 okay so that being the case our final 20 uh, why don't you go ahead and read it off all right i'm gonna go in in chronological order um with number one with victim of changes number two is the ripper number three beyond the realms of death number four hellbent for leather Number five, Breaking the Law. Number six, Metal Gods. Number seven, Desert Plains. Number eight, The Hellion slash Electric Eye. Number nine, Riding on the Wind. Number ten, Free Wheel Burning. 
Number 11, The Sentinel. Number 12, Locked In. Number 13, Blood Red Skies. Number 14, Painkiller. Number 15, A Touch of Evil. Number 16, Burn in Hell. Number 17, Bloodsuckers. Number 18, Judas is Rising. Number 19, Redeemer of Souls. And we're capping it off with number 20, Firepower. I like that list. When you when you look at it like that, it's a pretty good list, right? And then you start saying, damn, but there's some songs left off. Because <laughs> <laughs> you left off, you've got another thing coming. <laughs> and that's a tough one, man. That's a I tough did. one. I you, did you know, I, I really, I really hope there's a lot of interaction out there um, with our fans because, you know, I want to hear some griping. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear some griping out there. Um, uh, it's an, a personal affront, um, but I don't regret it. <laughs> How do you not like that song? It's just, it's very, it's all right. I mean, is it one of those things because it's so overplayed? No, it's just it doesn't stand out to me. It's like it's it's all right. It's an all right song. <laughs> all right. Actually, you know what? I'm I'm okay with it not being on here because we have Electric Eye. Because if I wouldn't have had Electric Eye, I I, I really would have uh, I really would have hated <laughs> this. <list. laughs> all right. So that brings us to having to put this list in concert set list order, and. Uh, quite honestly, since we were just talking about it, um, I'm going to go ahead and start the show off, and and this would be the Judas pre-show. I I we need to start it off with the Hellion Electric Eye. I mean, that's just the best way to start off a, a Judas pre-show, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean that seems more than logical. Um, I think we need to go into something kind of fast-paced, maybe something from the modern era. Um, you know, being that this is the time period we are in now, I'm not averse to kind of going into firepower from there. I like that. I like that. I like that because firepower has that same kind of speed, you know, similar to, um, a painkiller, similar to a riding on the wind. Even though riding on the wind, when you think about it, it's a fast song, but it's actually not as fast as you think it is. You know, and then firepower is not as fast as painkiller because painkiller is a pretty damn fast song. Yeah, um, but I like that. I like that coming off of Electric Eye. All right, so now we got to pick a song. So we've we've sped it up. I think um, we're gonna bring it down. Bring it down. I like. Um, what do you think about Metal Gods in this spot? Yeah, that's that's good. It's it's a little bit slower pacing, but uh, it's not like a ballad. You know, it just it's it's. I think it is appropriate for for track three. Okay. Um, how about the Sentinel next? Ooh, I like that. It bring it brings the pace roughly the same, but a little bit heavier. I think I like that. All right, so we bring the pace back up, but how far up do we want to bring it? Okay, so so as a reminder to everyone, we're gonna do 
17 songs as the main set and then three songs as the encore. So Chris and I will go uh, at some point and start trying to figure out what songs we want to end the main set and start the encore with and obviously finish the show off with. Um, And this one has some ideas as to or give some ideas to what we want for encores. But realistically, the the encore to me is wide open, except for maybe one song. So um, that'll be interesting. Or maybe two songs. I don't know. I'm pretty sure. But uh, song number five is where we're at right now. Uh, we're, we're, hmm, We're not even a third of the way through. Um, how about locked in after the Sentinel? Mm, yeah, not necessarily what I would have picked, but at the same time, I think it works. Not enough to veto. Not enough to veto yet. Okay. All right. All right. So I would say this, this song, what is the third through the way mark of the main set? Yeah. So, um, I'm thinking, I'm kind of thinking, okay, there's two tracks I'm thinking of. Um, uh, let's go with Hellbent for Leather. Really? Yeah. Hellbent for Leather. Hmm. I, I don't have a problem with that there. thought that might have been one to, to hold on for a bit, but that's okay. You know, and uh, we can do some entertaining things, or Judas Priest can do some entertaining things throughout the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, so hell bent for leather. Let's see. Then how about? I'm assuming you're referring to the bike. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I'm referring to the bike. Um, he can bring the bike out in the middle of the show. There's more stuff to do. I mean, it's a long show. <laughs> it's a long show for. Some- um. Hmm. 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 After Leather. I got I got two choices here <clears throat> in my mind. So, how about how about a touch of evil? No, actually, you know what? I take it back. I was going to veto that. We're gonna but we're go gonna ahead. put Beyond <laughs> the Realms of Death. Okay. I almost feel like a touch of evil needs to be held for later. Um. Let's do Burn in Hell. Okay. So we're coming off of Beyond the Realms of Death. We're going to Burn in Hell. And a side note, I would love to hear Rob do that song. That would be that would be pretty cool. I would love, God, for him to do Bloodsuckers. Oh, my God. Uh, that would be so awesome. All right. So the next song, once we put that in, would end... Would would be the exact midpoint of, or the middle of the song is the midpoint of the of the show, of the seventeen songs. Um, how about the Ripper? Okay. Because it's it's getting harder and harder to pick songs that we we want to try and keep for the end. Yeah, and you know, I, mean, I have I, an idea of what I want to be the first song for the encore. I don't know if you're thinking kind of the same thing. Um, but we'll see. Um, but other than that, I'm pretty open on the encore. Yeah. I mean, I, I know one song I think is going to end it. I, I th- we're probably on the same page on both of, or maybe both of those. 
We'll see. Um, let's see the Ripper. Um, okay, well that, that this might not be a bad time to put victim of changes. We're we're like roughly halfway. Um, that's kind of one. It's a little bit of a long song, um, but it's kind of like a good midpoint. I think we're not exactly at the midpoint, but you know we're a little past it. But you know what I mean. Yeah. All right. So victim of changes. We did the Ripper. We did victim. So we've gotten out of the uh, old time period. So how about how about uh, Judas's rising? I think that's a that's a perfect place for it, and it's kind of what I was thinking because you're you're taking you know, a little bit slower, you know, changing, evolving song, right? And then now this is this is an opening track. So it's like setting up the next phase of the concert in a way. Right. So I think it's a good one. Um, okay. So following that up, I think Blood Red Skies. Okay. I was kind of leaving Blood Red Skies for you to pick because... <laughs> Gotcha. Since it's not one of one of the songs I listen to often, um, you know, it wasn't for me either. And then I remember reading somebody—I can't remember who it was—they were saying they really liked the song, and I was like, you know, I never really thought much about that song. So I went back and listened to it. The first time I was listening to it, I was like, huh, I still don't quite get it. And then, <laughs> and then it kind of like just stuck with me. And I kept kind of thinking about it, and it's grown on me, you know. Sometimes it's like that, you know. Music just, it uh, it hits you in the right way, and that's when you start to like it. All right, then let's go ahead at this point. I say we put in Riding on the Wind. What do you think? Okay. I mean, that's not a bad thing. We're, we're what, um... I guess we're we're further away from the okay. So we've got one, two, three, four more songs before the. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Um. So we just did Blood Red Skies. We had, I want to wait on that one, I guess. Um. Then let's do um. Bloodsuckers. Okay. How do you feel about that? Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I don't have a problem with that one. Oh, bloodsuckers. So we're just getting down to the nitty gritty here. Um, how about we put in Redeemer of Souls? Yeah, I like that. So what's two more songs before the... Let's do um, Desert Plains. Since we're getting to the end of the main set, and that's kind of a softer song, it doesn't make sense to end it on the the like end the concert on a softer song like that. But right. I also don't think it fits in the encore. No, it does not. So, in this one, I'm thinking we end the main set with "Breaking the Law." What do you think? I'm good with that. It's, I mean, everybody knows "Breaking the Law." If you if that was the last song you heard, you'd be you'd be like, okay, that makes sense, right? But 
they're still going to come out for three more tracks. Exactly. All right, we're starting off. I think we got to start off with Painkiller. Oh, you think? You wanted to leave that for very last? I was thinking leaving that for very last. I was thinking, you know, coming out of the darkness, we go with the free will burning, a touch of evil, and then painkiller. But if you want to flip-flop it, I'm, I'm good with that. Um, you know, I'm fine with your order. The one you, I mean, I, I thought a touch of evil, no matter what, was going to be two. So if we, if we're going with free will burning, um. I just think because painkiller is more known. And, and and just that much energy. I mean, you you toast after that song. <laughs> oh, for sure. So Um Okay. I'm good with that. Let's go with Free Wheel Burning, Painkiller, and A Touch of Evil. Oh sorry. Free Wheel Burning, A Touch of Evil, and then Painkiller. I like it. Alright, so that's our full list. Alright, so the full list is as follows. We start the show off with the Helion Electric Eye. Then we go into Firepower. Metal Gods is the next song. And then song number four, The Sentinel. Followed by Locked In, Hellbent for Leather, and Beyond the Realms of Death. Then we go into Burn in Hell, The Ripper, Victim of Changes, Judas is Rising, Blood Red Skies, Riding on the Wind, Blood Suckers. Redeemer of Souls, Desert Plains, and then we finish the main set with Breaking the Law. Then we open up the encore with Free Will Burning, A Touch of Evil, and we close out the show with Painkiller. I like that. For what songs we have, I like that. I agree. I think it's a really good list. Obviously, if you agree with us or disagree with us, please let us know. We'd like to hear your list as well. Absolutely. So, yeah, I, th- I, I mean, man, I would love to see this concert. Yeah, I mean, and, and yeah, obviously, you know, the band is still around. I would love to hear, see this concert. And we left off so many songs, like you've got another thing coming, and <laughs> <laughs> so it, the set, the set would be longer. <laughs> oh man, it would be longer. <laughs> you know, I, I, uh, I really wish they were coming to Houston with this 50th anniversary tour, man, but they're not. What garbage. <laughs> Well, then it keeps getting postponed anyway, so they're gonna. It's gonna be like the sixtieth anniversary, and they're still trying to do the fiftieth shows. <laughs> True. Yeah. Oh, uh, anyway, all right. Well, that's um, our greatest hits of Judas Priest for tonight. So now that brings us to our big four for tonight, and our big four tonight is is a little different. Um, although there have been a lot of these people that we're going to talk about. Um, it is the big four Judas Priest drummers. Um, you know, they went through drummers like Spinal Tap went through drummers at some point, and then it then it kind of finally got solidified. So, so tonight I'm going to go ahead and read my list off first. Big four Judas Priest drummers. All right, so my number four is going to be the guy who finally was able to help solidify the drum chair for Judas Priest. And although this person is technically not or never was a member of Judas Priest, he did help them, uh, like I said, solidify the drum chair. That is Simon Phillips. He was a 20-year-old drum prodigy at the time uh, that he did the recording for Priest. Um, He was brought in uh, 
basically because the priests didn't have anybody. They needed somebody that was better than what they had, but they didn't have anybody picked who was going to do it. So I believe uh, it was Roger Glover who was producing the album, and this was someone he was aware of, and they brought him in to do the sessions, and boom, that's who ended up playing drums on the album. Did a great job. Okay, the next person for me, uh, number three, is the guy who basically helped after after Simon Phillips, you know, set the set the the course for how they wanted drummers to be for Judas Priest. Um, this next guy took over for Simon, and uh, this is Les Binks, and he played on the next three Judas Priest albums, and really, kind of to this day, I'm kind of wondering what what really happened with Les and him not continuing on. Um, do you have a, any idea what happened? Because I, I either forgot or don't don't so- know. The, that is actually a story told in his book, and I know you're listening to that right now. Uh, I say his book, uh, Rob Halford's book. Um, so in not wanting to spoil it for you, I will uh, abstain from saying for right now. Um, but it basically, there, you know, there was they, the band was evolving. So I don't want to go into too much detail to it, um, but uh, that's kind of the gist of it. He evolved, the band evolved, and then they picked my number two drummer to replace Les, and that was Dave Holland. Dave Holland, you know, he, he played in Priest for such a long time, and then, you know, you, you kind of almost wonder how it was that he played for so long with Priest because he was so stiff. Um, And when you listen to him, you don't really think of him, you know, as such a stiff drummer. But for whatever reason, when you see him live, oh my God, it looks worse. Like I was watching the Us Festival performance from Judas Priest this week and it almost looks like he's a step behind the entire time. And... And he's, his arms are so stiff. I just don't get how he was able to do some of the things that he did for Judas Priest. But nonetheless, he he was there for a while. Um, you know, he was basically there for 10 years and, and played on everything from British Steel to Ram It Down. And, you know, whatever, whatever uh, contributions he did give to Ram It Down. Uh, so he was up to that album. And then my number one drummer is the guy who's been there um, for the longest period of time, he's an absolute beast behind the kit, and that's Scott Travis. Quite honestly, uh, I, I've loved Scott. You know, I've known him from before he was in Priest. Uh, he played with Fight, and I recently saw, and I want to say recently saw, it was what, three years ago now, um, I saw Judas Priest, or no, more, shit, almost four years ago. And I was watching specifically Scott play. And this is the the crazy thing about Scott. He played one song right-handed. He played the next song left-handed. And then he played the next song right and left. And then in the middle of it, he decides, I'm going to go ahead and play both left and righty in the middle of the song. That was the most phenomenal thing that I could see from a distance with that drummer. I, I was It blew my mind just watching that because I, I literally ended up focusing on him almost the entire show because of that. that that blew my mind so that's my big four judas priest drummers you're up 
I mean, our list isn't a whole lot different, but uh, the order's definitely different. Um, so my number four is Les Binks. He played on everything from Stained Class to Unleashed in the East. Um, I mean, he was a good drummer. Uh, he he doesn't necessarily represent the, the sound of the drums that I like in Judas Priest, but his contributions, I mean, Stained Class is a great album. Um, I, I thought Unleashed in the East, because that was... If you go back and listen to that one, what what's really good about it is you could tell their sound had evolved a little bit from the original recordings. And if you're not a big fan of those old recordings, you can go back and listen to Unleashed in the East and kind of get a grasp of some of those songs in a different light. And he, I mean, he's a, he's a great drummer and um, I can't take anything away from him. Um, but I think some of his, his uh, you know, contemporaries maybe were a little better in my opinion as far as contributing to the sound of Judas Priest. So my number three is Dave Holland. Um, yeah, I mean, everything that you said, it, it, I agree with. The thing is, like, Dave Dave has, he just has, like, there's nothing that flashy, you know? There's nothing that, that takes it to the next level, but he was good for the band at the time. It, they just they reached a point again where like they were evolving in sound. Dave wouldn't have been able to keep up with what they were doing with Painkiller and Beyond, um, but also obviously there was something there with it. They kind of felt that before that because of you know us knowing that that Ram It Down was programmed. So I you know it's kind of a love hate thing because. I do love a lot of those albums. Obviously, Screaming for Vengeance is one of my favorites. Um, but I never thought his his drumming was something that just blew my mind. Um, my number two is Alan Moore off of Sad Wings of Destiny. Um, if I'm going to go back and pick one album from early Priest that I think is, is one of their best, I think it's Sad Wings of Destiny. Um, it It's almost like Rockarola... In, in some respects, does not represent who Judas Priest was with those guys. Because, yeah, they had those songs from before, from members that were there before, and I think they had to get that album out in a way. But having... And they were they had an overbearing producer on that album who said that, you know, Glenn's uh, contributions were not mainstream enough. And so when they actually got the chance to do something outside of that, um, it was a much better album. Sad Wings is is worth going back and listening to if you've never listened to it. Um, and if you've always kind of been one of those people that, that kind of writes off older pre-stuff, it's pretty awesome. But going back specifically to the contributions of Alan Moore, um, you know, it's it's... Heads above what they did with Rockerola. The drumming fits the album. The drumming works in that context, you know. And I I try to think of it in the time that it came out. And he meshed with the band really well at that time, but wouldn't be able to continue on. So in the context of that one album, I think he was great there. And uh, my number one is your number one, Scott Travis. I mean just from the intro to painkiller you can tell um this guy is a cut above but he does so much more than just that intro um you know he he 
in all of the things he does, you mentioned fight. Um, he can play a lot of different styles. He can take those older songs and make them fresh again. Um, he's just a really talented guy. Like you said, he's ambidextrous. There's a th- this guy is just he is one hell of a drummer, one of my favorites, and helped me, you know, really fall in love with Judas Priest as a band. So definitely my number one. I've never seen an ambidextrous drummer before. That was just amazing. Yeah, it's it's it, visually, you know, you expect a drummer to play a certain way all the time. Every drummer you see out there plays a, a certain way. And it was just amazing to see because my point of view was a little bit up. So I got to look a little bit down on the band and just being able to see more of, of the, the drum set for, for, for Priest and just to see where his hands were at. It just blew my mind. Yeah, I, I mean, Scott's an amazing drummer and... and I, I believe I got to meet him once. I just I don't remember the encounter because I met Fight backstage at a show in, in Fort Lauderdale. Um, I, one time I met Rob, and I'm embarrassed to say that my camera didn't work and and uh, I never got a picture with him. But he did sign my my CD, my the, the small deadly space from from uh, Fight, and he also signed the cover for my Judas Priest Screaming for Vengeance CD. So that's pretty cool. Awesome. Well, that's our big four Judas Priest drummers for tonight, and that's all for this episode. So as a reminder, once more, if we, if you like what you heard and you want to hear some more, check us out wherever you listen to your podcast. Click subscribe, and there will be, staring at you from the windows, lurking in the corners. It's getting creepy, isn't it? That's not creepy at all, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. (laughs) And don't forget to leave us a message on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. If you catch us on YouTube, be sure to leave us a comment. Or if you want, just send us an email to debatingmetal at gmail.com. If you use Spotify, be sure to check out our playlist from all of our greatest hits episodes like the one tonight. And remember to tune into the next episode when we spark up another exciting metal debate. On behalf of Kenneth and myself, stay safe. And always turn it up to 11. See ya.